Hey everyone, welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma and with me is... Christina Kislanka. Hello, Christina. Hello. Welcome to fall. Oh, it's fall time. It doesn't feel like fall. Well, it's still... I mean, we're shooting this in August. That's true. Technically, still. That's true. But by the time it comes out, right? I think so. I don't know. I didn't check the calendar. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the last few years have felt like very confusing, so... Uh, yes. But yeah, I, so let me ask you, is fall different for you as a, as a worship leader, as a... Well, let me tell you, Jason, I'm very much looking forward to having a team again. Oh my gosh. Are you, so you're saying that your team travels a lot, people travel in your Yes. World? Well, I, they love to go camping, love to spend time with family, which is all amazing. <laughs> we all love that, but I do miss having them around. I know it's, it's funny, you know, I've been talking about how how much I've been changing my team and how like growing the team. This has been amazing this yeah. year because it's been, I've been able to actually get outside of, uh, like I've been able to leave mm-hmm. and have worship paneled, which has been incredible. And, yeah. Instead of having you before, I remember you'd have to record right. worship <laughs> ahead of time in order for the church to have something to welcome, play. Welcome to church. <laughs> welcome to small church land. Uh, yeah. And, and so um, but it was, I, it was a challenge getting started right away because yeah. I, I knew that everybody was going to be traveling. And so I put out a schedule and then about half of everybody would cancel every time. Um, even so still way better than it was. And yes. so I'm very excited to, to kind of actually get, um, you know, get some consistency mm-hmm. and be able to have the same team. Do you, do you, on your teams, do you do like the same people always play together or do you switch it up all the time? I switch it up. So I love to, so initially we had like separate teams, completely different teams. Um, like that would be dedicated to a specific Sunday, which worked for a while. Did they have band names? Um, just based on the worship leader. Cause it'd be like a worship leader associated with like a team, you know? Um, So it wasn't like the destroyers. (laughs) No, (laughs) there would not be a worship team called the destroyers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we did have that and it was great for a while. And then when I took over kind of the team in general, I wanted everyone to come together because we had very different sounds all across the board, very different uh, song styles, very different playing. And it was just, it felt like every Sunday you'd come and it'd be just completely different. And I wanted- And that you felt like that was a negative thing. I did. Um, I wanted consistency Mm -hmm. because you never knew what you would get when you'd show up. And I wanted consistency. Like, were you talking about you never knew what you'd get stylistically or like quality wise? Everything. All of the above. All of the above. Sometimes it would be the quality. Sometimes it will. Oftentimes it would be stylistically. So it would just be kind of across the board. And so in order to just like reel it in to bring it back so people can actually come and expect a solid set every time that they're at church. Um, I decided to just treat everyone as one big happy family. <laughs> and so then I just schedule people as they're available. I think about um, intentionally pairing different like bass, bass players with drummers and like different. Mm-hmm. Like I think I have at least two for every instrument. So I'm able to do some combinations. Like now, of course, like everyone has played with everyone. So yep. it's pretty... I guess it's not different every single time. Do you see certain people kind of gelling together differently than other ones? It's like, oh, when this bass player and drummer are together, like, that's that's where it feels like it should be. Yes, we definitely have stronger, like, musicians and not so strong. So I love to pair the ones that, like, a very strong bass player with a not so right, yeah. strong drummer. Because then they do kind of, 
I wouldn't say they gel yet, right. but it challenges both of them in, in terms of their playing. Same with like who I put on keys. Sometimes if I am putting someone new on keys, like uh, one of my like teenagers, mm. then I will make sure that whoever's on guitar on acoustic is solid because right. I can't have two kind of lead instruments be kind of wonky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's been the same way with, with me. It's interesting too because it people have like stepped into roles really naturally, you know, like, yeah. you know, there's been scenarios where, you know, I had one guy, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast at all, but he was like, I just, I don't want to lead. I don't want to mm-hmm. sing. He's got a million, his voice is a million times better than mine. Like he should just have my job. Yeah. Um, but you he can know, take it. Yeah. You know, he can have it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but he was, he was just like, no, I just want to play. Yeah. But then you get in practice and he's kind of like, oh, you, you know, actually I, he kind of recognizes, oh, actually, That's I can so probably cool. bring something to this, yeah. right? And so, so you do see people starting to step up and finding mm-hmm. those strengths. And uh, but it, yeah, it is super important. I learned right off the bat that it's like you got to have the strong person with the weaker yes. person because if you, uh, and I, when I, I don't mean weaker person, but the weaker player, yes, right? Yeah. You know, just the less the confident newer player, musician, the less yeah. confident one, yeah, yeah, yeah. the one who hasn't spent a lot of time yep. on worship artistry, but instead has just uh, been Good working one. from YouTube Good or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> um, but it's actually interesting because our guest today has actually spent a lot of time on worship artistry. Yes. This is a... He's kind of a legend. I know. This is over a worship, here at worship artistry, artistry first <laughs> that we've ever had, like... I think it's the first time we've ever had a member yes. on the podcast as the guest. And uh, the reason why we brought, him in, we brought in Stephen Hill, and we got to know Stephen through our Facebook group. We have a members-only Facebook group. And, you know, as, you, as a teacher, as, a, you know, as somebody who's directing a team, mm-hmm. you know, you're not supposed to have favorites, but, like, you definitely have these, like, you get it. Like you are going to do well yes. because you're, you're putting in the time, you're doing the things and it's like, you're clearly passionate about it. And that's mm-hmm. really nice to have. Right. And, um, right off the bat, Steven was, uh, I mean, he was starting from scratch and uh, the guy's got more guitars than I do at, the, yeah, at, at this, this point, point yeah. at this point, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he just started from scratch and it started with like, Hey, I'm, I'm learning to do this. And he would like post a video and everybody would encourage him. And he just grew by leaps and bounds and I I I found him such an encouragement and I think the whole group found him an encouragement and I think he felt encouraged by the group as well and uh you know I was like our whole thing is that we teach people we're teaching people in all different levels they're all starting in different spots some places some people are starting right from scratch Mm -hmm. other others are more like intermediate players have been playing a long time but a lot of times those people maybe you know maybe they don't uh Maybe they don't, uh, haven't really like focused that mm-hmm. hard, right? So they, they get the ones that are like, oh, I've been playing for 10 years. Yeah, how do we make a G chord again? You know, like <laughs> that sort of a That's thing. That's me. That's me right? <laughs> on the guitar. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can say you've been playing. <laughs> anyway. Um, but anyway, so you kind of get people in all different spaces mm-hmm. and focusing on those fundamentals. There's certain things that help you improve at whatever you're working on. And mm-hmm. whether it's, whether you're trying to lead worship or whether you're just trying to play an instrument or anything, there are certain principles and things. So I wanted to bring Steven in and, and just pick his brain a little bit. About like what kind of drove you? Like, what did you find helpful? where did you get stuck? Where, because I think it could really be encouraging for a lot of people. Amazing. So super happy to have him on. It was great to actually talk to him, like not via typing, <laughs> you know, that was cool. Um, but uh, yeah, so without further ado, Stephen Hill. Well, I am I am honored. I am excited. I told him I felt like I was meeting a celebrity. I'm here with Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill is the 
is the inspiration for like the entire worship artistry guitarist group. He started guitar not that long ago, uh, kind of early in the pandemic. And he's, we just, we've just kind of all gotten to watch his journey and it's like, we're all his fans. And so I was like, man, let's get him on here and, uh, and say hello. So Steven, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. Excited to be here. Oh, well, okay. Let's, um, let's, let's go back. All right. So you've been, you've been playing guitar now for how long? Uh, two years, uh, roughly two years. Yeah. yeah. And so wh- how, like, how did that journey start? Cause you know, you're, you're like how, tell people how old you are, if you're comfortable with that. Yes, and, you know, I am. you're not like 12 starting no. guitar. Right. I wish uh, I'm 33. Yeah. yeah. Just turned 33 and uh, man, guitar for me was kind of a weird thing. So I have a, a friend at work who plays guitar, a great guitar player. And one day at work, he was watching YouTube videos on guitar stuff and watching worship tutorials. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, that's awesome. And then I kind of went home. And that was it. I just thought it was like a really cool thing. And then I kind of sat on it for a couple of days. And I found myself watching worship tutorials and stuff like that um, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then um, I decided to, to go get a guitar. <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah. Well, and you and you dove in on electric guitar, right? That was kind of like your, you just kicked, you just kicked off right there. Yes. Yeah. It went straight to electric. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the the effects, the tone, the the pedals, like I'm a technical person. And so all those things just kind of meant a lot to me starting off and I just went, went straight for it. Well, and honestly, you know, I, I always tell students, you know, like my guitar students for years, just start on electric acoustic guitar. You can transfer over really easily, you know, because it's like now your fingers are strong enough and you go and you do the things. But like, if you're going to get started, the electric guitar is the way to go. And, yeah. and you don't have to get all the sweet gear that you have to make it work, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't, doesn't hurt. hurt. Yes. It does not hurt at all. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So tell us, so what was right in the beginning, you know, what were some of the things that, that you, that kind of hooked you, you know, were there things that kind of were, were like, oh yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying this. And I'm talking like very basic things. Like, are you like, oh yeah, I started strumming and like found out that was easier than I thought it would be. Or did you find things that maybe were harder than you thought they would be? Like, what was your, yeah. tell me about that initial, like yeah. you're at home, you're learning from home. So, so yeah, so I'm learning from home and I'm learning chords. And the first thing that got me was the difference in the way an E minor made me feel versus a G major. And just knowing that those two things and at the time, I didn't know what it was. I knew nothing about theory, but I was like, this chord sounds different than this chord, and it makes me feel different. Yeah. And I, then I just dug in from there. Yeah. That's that's awesome. You know, and a lot of people don't really actually think through that that thing, right? You're right. Like, we all feel it, but it's like to be able to identify that, I think, is really, really amazing. And I love that you picked, like, the relative minor and the major. Well yes. done. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah, so you kind of you start going. You're you're learning online. You're liking the way you're liking the way it's feeling. What were some of the things that did you ever hit roadblocks? Was there anything that you were like, oh man, I'm getting, uh, I don't know what to do here. I'm getting kind of bogged down. Yeah, um, I think um, just playing to a metronome has been one of them. Speed in general, but I think my first roadblock was introducing the F major bar chord. <laughs> um, my my buddy showed it to me, and I just thought this is it. Like, that's it. I'm, I'm done with this guitar thing. I can't do it. Right. Um, just cause I just couldn't make it work for some reason. Yeah. And so that was my first one. And then I was working on, man, I can't think, can't think of the song, but I was working on a song and it was just faster than what I was ready, ready for at the time. And, um, and I'm hard on myself sometimes. And so I just thought, okay, well between that and between being a little bit slower, I was like, man, this is tough. But those are the, the first two big roadblocks for me. Yeah. Nobody, nobody likes those bar chords in the beginning. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> yes. remember 
I learned him. I learned mine. Uh, I learned the song "Yellow Lead Better" by Pearl Jam. Yes. And my and I was in the night. My teacher like showed me how to do it, and I was like, "Are you joking? Like, I that's <laughs> how is this even?" And there was hammer-ons and pull-offs and and, yes. and I was just like, "Are you kidding me? Like, this is impossible." He's like, "You can do it." And my dad was late to pick me up. This is I was like 15 at the time, and my dad was late to pick me up. So I was just sitting there on these church stairs where my teacher taught, just like forcing my hand into position, you know. And I remember like yes. by the time like by the time my dad showed up, it was like. I'm starting to get sound, you know, but like that consistency of like pushing through. So how did you end up like, how did you get through it? You can you play in a, uh, can you play bar chords now? <laughs> I can. And I don't <laughs> want to be like totally cheesy, but it was practicing it every single day. Yeah. Right. Like just practicing it every day. It was, you know, making like a C major bar chord, rest, two, three, four, going to like an F major bar chord, rest, two, three, four, back to, you know what I mean? Just yep. going back and forth between the two. And it was doing that every single day. And it was not only just, of course, from C to F, but like just like different shapes, like D to B minor, just practicing those and just, man, just repetition, repetition, repetition. So is this something in your life that you just, is this kind of naturally how you approach most things? Or did, was there a, because cause if, if you ask me, how do you learn this thing? It's like, that's how you do it. So, right. so is this something that you kind of applied to your whole life? Like, how did you like, what gave you kind of the grit and everything to kind of get through that? Oh man, I'm a, I'm a go big or go home kind of guy uh, to a fault sometimes to be honest <laughs> with you. Right. But whenever I picked up a guitar, it was, it was just like everything else that I've ever done. It was something that I wanted to be really good at. I wanted to do it for the glory of God. And I want to be really good at it. Those are the two things that I really uh, pushed for myself. And that's what I do for everything else. Um, I'm a full-time production director and audio engineer. And so just some of those things that I do at work and in my, and with my music and things like that is just transfer it to, to guitar, just go big or go home and do your best every single day. That was it. <laughs> well, it, it worked, man. It worked. Yeah. Like, and like I said, we've all been kind of following you. Cause you've been like, Hey, uh, Hey, I, what do you guys think of this? And you like, put it out there. And I'll just like, how long you been playing for? Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Awesome. You know, it's probably guys that have been playing. Like I always get the guys, you know, that are like, Oh, I've been playing for 10 years. Yeah. I still don't quite have my G to C transition yet, but I'm getting, getting there, you know? And like, you really kind of like took off with it and it was, it was super yes. fun to watch. How was it, um, learning? How was it learning for you in terms of, um, in, in, in terms of, of learning within community? Like I said, you know, you, you, you were doing this like during the pandemic, right? you know? And so, you know, you've been on worship artistry for a long time. You know, you're learning songs, you're learning parts, you're being creative, you're going beyond as well. You know, like all those pieces. I always feel like it's way more fun to learn things with other people. Correct. You were very engaged right away in the worship artistry, like guitarist group and just kind of like commenting and posting videos and doing all those things. How did, did was that helpful to you? to how to yeah. do it with people in that environment. And how do you think that that would compare, compared or say, or compared to, you know, being in person with people? So in life in general, like I'm a community driven person. Uh, the hardest part about the pandemic was like, who am I going to hug? Right? Like it was like those kind of things <laughs> that really got to me. And, and I just knew that if, if I'm going to be at home for the next, however long, I'm going to need something to do. I'm going to need some kind of interaction. And the group was really helpful for that because here I am with this new instrument and with other people that in my mind are much better than I am. And it's just information that I can share about me and, and they can give to me. It's just this big circle of communication. That's what I really wanted to do. It was difficult learning 
during a pandemic because part of music is is with other people right right and i think i've gotten better as a musician as i jam with people and and things like that but at the same time i wouldn't have chosen a, a better time to to learn the guitar because i had so much time at home i'm working from home at that point in time and and stuff like that and and then i met I mean, I have friends from the community group that I, or from the community group, from the Facebook group that I talk to regularly, right? <laughs> That's and stuff awesome. Like that. Yeah. Yes. And so it's just, it was just really helpful. And then, uh, yeah, it was just really helpful doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, I want, I want to jump into something that you had, you had written me at one point. Cause you were like, you've actually helped us. You, you said, I'm more than just a guitar player. Like you've actually helped me to become a musician. Yes. Tell me what is the differentiation for you in that like what is the difference between playing guitar and being a musician i think um prior to learning and, and getting where that was i think i wanted to overplay all the time right mm -hmm. um i think a musician focuses on when to play it's the the communication aspect of playing where it's it's um call and response i think that's something big for me for a musician and when i just think as a guitar player like i just think you know i gotta hammer on pull off i gotta play these 16 notes i gotta do whatever i can to fill up the space. And I just learned as a musician, you don't have to have to do that. And then um, just a lot of technique things that I, whenever I watch, when I watch your videos for the tutorials, I'm watching for the part, but I'm watching like, like what your hands are doing, right? Like just not just the part, but just how you're, how you're doing it. Right. Um, and I think those, I think those, those parts are, are huge. But um, I think as a musician, I think I just really want to be able to express like an emotion, number one, mm -hmm. uh, whenever I'm playing, and I want to to feel like a communication, like a conversation, and then um, just want it to be technically accurate as well. Well, and that goes so far beyond, you know, just the just knowing the notes, right? Like it is that yes. difference. It's going like, oh, this is how I actually interact. I remember you posted at one point. You were like, oh, I'm going to be playing. Like, I think you were auditioning, or you were going to be playing with somebody else for the first time, and you're like, yes. I'm nervous. Like, what do I, what, yeah. what, what am I doing? Everyone was like, first of all, don't be nervous, man. It's going to be a great time. It's all, we're all having fun. That's like, well, yes. that's, that's honestly one of my favorite things about the worship artistry community is that, you know, I've been in a lot of different environments as a musician and there's a lot of times there's a whole lot of, you know, like chest pounding and like, like, well, let me tell you what I'm doing so that I can yes. impress you. And like, they might, and always kind of gauging, like, are you better than me? Or are you worse than me? And how do I position myself to be better than you? And, you know, in a lot of different ways, you know, that turns into tearing people down or it's just kind of mm -hmm. like boasting about what you're, what you do. And I've always been like, you know, I just don't feel like that's the way musicianship should be. It should be like, right. we're all on everybody's team. And in the worship artistry community, it ha has reflected that in a lot of ways. I've had some interesting conversations in that group. It's been it's been awesome, um, yes. you know. And at, you know, at the same time, anyway. All I have to say is, how was it then going into your going into playing with another person for the first time after sitting there on the on the computer and being like, "All yes. right, I've got it." You know what what surprised you about it, and what maybe um, what was what was yeah, what was something that surprised you about it? I think number one, I overhyped it by a hundred percent, right? Like I just <laughs> way overhyped it. I was so nervous going into my first time playing with somebody else. I mean, like trying to get the first note out and then I just had to settle myself. So number one, I overhyped it, right? And then number two, I just learned that like other musicians, like they just want somebody to talk music with and to jam with and to pour into. Um, the guys that I'm that I'm playing with and stuff like that, like they have poured into me so much, just from the fact that I mean, just because they love me, number one, and everybody, we just want to see each other um, succeed, right? Right. And um, so what I've learned is don't overhype it. 
and um, just show up and do your best, man. I mean, that's it. Just show up, do your best. Don't overhype it. Show up, do your best, and um, and it works out. I mean, it's the jamming with people is when you want to miss the notes. It's not when you're on stage. <laughs> right. Like it's that's when you want to figure it out, right? Because you'll have somebody that can kind of coach and guide you and stuff like that. It's not when you're on stage, but it's 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 in that moment. Yeah. Well, I I, I love that and the idea of experimentation. You know, like. I, it's funny. I remember talking with a friend of mine who's actually going to be on the podcast uh, this season as well. And he first he uses worship artistry and he uses it, you know, at his church and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, initially I remember telling him about what we were doing. This is like years ago. And I, we were just talking. I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're working on this. And he's like, oh, so this is the reason why all worship teams sound the same. And I'm like, no, no, that's not what it's about. It's right. about it's about getting that baseline of knowledge and information so that you can take it, be confident in it and have like a baseline to work with and then be able to go forward and go like, okay, well now I want to add this. Now I want to do this. And now I want to, you know, bring in all those things. Um, now I've noticed just based on your, on your, uh, your Facebook interactions that you are quite the gear guy. I swear you've owned more. Like I honestly, at this point, my wife, every time I want to like get something new, I'm like, but look what Steven has. He's only been playing for like two years. So yes. you're, 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 kind of, you're, you're a gear guy. You've kind of cycled through a few different guitars. And I see you've got a right. bass back there. You've got an acoustic guitar. You've got like, it's not a Jaguar. Yes. That thing is sick. Um, oh, yes. Yes. So, uh, so, so for somebody who is, who is starting, I think a lot of people sometimes get in that zone where a, they either are trying to buy the cheapest thing possible you know, or they're, they're like, they don't really know what's the best thing for them. Like as you've got, you've, you've clearly had a lot of trial and error, gone through a lot of different things, tried a lot of stuff. Like what, what would you say? What what would you say to someone who's starting out and like needs to get a guitar or, or wants to buy their first pedal or whatever? Yeah, man. Um, Oh, what, what would I say? I would say do some research. Don't, don't blind, don't buy anything too blind. Do some research on it. Ask questions, get your hands on it. If you can, um, one of the difficult things whenever I was buying guitars was we we're in a pandemic and the local guitar shops were closed. Right. And so it's just researching and buying it online and seeing if I liked it. Right. Um, just find something you like and see what like your favorite players are playing and stuff like that. <laughs> right. And, um, just go for the sound that you're, or figure out the sound that you want. Uh, I've had a lot of guitars in, in two years. I've landed on <laughs> my jazz master here. Then I've got an Epiphone that I've really modded out and stuff like that. That's what I've landed on. And just, just do some research and, and be ready to dig in. But don't get into it too much. I'm an I work in A V I T and so I'm a I'm a technically minded technical minded person in general. And so um those things just mean a lot to me because it gets to it just grooves my personality a little bit, right? And I get to kind of do what I do for a living with my guitar playing. And so, but I wouldn't get into it too much. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. what, what do you, what do you like about the stuff that you settled on? Tell me, tell me about what you've got there. Oh man. So I've got this jazz master here. It's a warmth build. Um, a buddy of mine put it together and, and then gave it to me number one. And man, I love it. It's my favorite guitar that I've had. And then, um, geez, I've gone through a lot of guitars, but right now I've got that one. Then I've got this Epiphone 335 kind of style guitar um i saw it it was discounted way way too much so i bought it and then i knew i wanted to mod it and kind of work on it myself so that's Mm -hmm. what i did Um, i added a bigsby a new wiring system uh new pickups all that kind of stuff but um it was time for me to figure out how to do those things on my own and so that's what i did yeah it's it's amazing the difference a pickup will make right like just you just go from you know i i inherited uh my brother-in-law's telecaster 
and it was a Mexican telecast. It was beautiful. Played played wonderfully, but just you know, you're just like this is just this does not sound that great. And I right. know, so I went to the worship archery community, and there was no that. there was no shortage of of like oh you're gonna want to get this you're gonna want to like yeah. like everybody brought in i'm always like every time somebody asks a tech question i usually just kind of like hands off and i'm like you guys go because you guys will have a lot of <laughs> thoughts about these um yes. but i ended up with these lawlers that i these oh, vintage man. telecaster pickups and they are they're amazing it's now like one of my favorite guitars you know just from that just from that one adjustment um it was very cool. Great company. Lala is a great company. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, yeah, they're super rad. They were super great to work with and everything. So, um, yeah. yeah, super happy with that. It's funny. You talk about how, like, you've got to build there. Like my buddy, like my, the guitar that you always see on all the videos, right. Is that mm-hmm. yellow, you know, then everyone's like, what thin line Telecaster in that? It's like, dude, that's a student that built it and gave it to me one day. Same kind of a thing. And he just kind of asked me like, what would you want in a guitar? He was like, kind of like getting hints for a while but if you look at that thing you know i mean many people have pointed out many of the knobs are missing uh yeah. <laughs> you know they just kept falling off so i'm just like i don't need to deal with those anyway and then right, right. you know and the pick guards a little like cut funny and everything but it's just, i just love that guitar it feels great yeah. it plays great it sounds great it's just like that's that's the thing that's the magic yes and it, and it doesn't master and it doesn't uh it's it's like a matte finish so it doesn't glare on camera which is which is also <laughs> helpful i'm a videographer as well so i get that <laughs> it's like oh okay that one works the best the amount yeah. of lighting adjustments i've had to make like sit in this funny way to like make things work on those videos is crazy right right yes um, i get it so are you are you leading worship now are you are you playing on a worship team at all or are you still kind of working oh, to man. that Working to it, but I've I've got a date on the calendar for March 26th. I've been working with the band, and we're gonna we're leading a worship night March 26th um, here in Fort Worth. And so yeah, that'll be my first time, full band on stage, tracks, clicks, all that kind of good stuff. I'm so really excited for it. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be great, man. <laughs> yes, it's it is such a different environment to be at. Like you know, I think we sometimes get so caught up in the technical things about mm-hmm. leading worship that we lose that thing of, of what makes worship magical, which is us all being together and all singing Mm -hmm. together. And like, so my encouragement to you in that moment is spend a lot of time looking up, like look around and pay attention that what's going on, because it's so easy to get caught in. Like I have to play this part. I have to play this part, you know, and just, just enjoy the moment because it's going to be wonderful for you. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I, we had our first rehearsal and of course I've been learning through you and I just felt totally prepared like the first time. And, and stuff like that. I mean, I'm just ready for it. I'm just ready for it. I've been once again. I, I know I'm overhyping it, but I'm just ready. I'm just ready for it, man. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. The band is phenomenal, and yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Dude, that is awesome, man. Well, yeah. like I said, it has been. It has been so fun to just to just watch you. Like everyone, like my wife is like, dude, this Steven guy. Like she sees it, and she'll be going through it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know he's the best, right? He's the best. So it's, that it's, is awesome. it's super fun and it's, it's just super great to have you on and get to see you. I'm a little bummed that you got your job in Fort Worth because you were talking about coming out to Seattle for a while and that yes. was kind of exciting. Um, not going to lie, but we'll, we'll, we'll let go. We'll make it down to Dallas. I'll at some visit point. soon. There I'll you go. Make, soon. Yeah. Yes. Hey, anytime you want to come to Bellingham, you let me know. We'll make it, you. we'll make it happen. I appreciate that brother. Thank right. you so much, man. Thanks, Steven. What a solid guy. I know, right? Like, what a pleasant personality. Yes. He's just always smiling. I'm I love he's I, always smiling. I'm so glad that you actually had a conversation with him. It's, you know, it's when you're typing, there's something about online stuff that feels... I mean, you already despise all online things. 
That's not all <laughs> online things. Just social media. I run a website that's online. Can you tell who actually <laughs> runs everything? <laughs> I do have strong opinions about what goes up sometimes. He does. He does. Uh, I do That's feel there's that way. I learned that the hard way. Um, it's kind of like decorating in my house. Like I don't have any ideas for that. But then, but you like, have opinions, and I have veto power. Like, when uh. like no, not that. <laughs> no, that's that's enough. I never use it though because my wife is always right. Um, <laughs> that's a good lesson but for it everyone. Is cool. <laughs> it is cool actually learning, uh, getting to meet somebody, and mm-hmm. I actually got to meet somebody else who I have yet to meet in person. Right. This last week, uh, my family took a vacation to Disneyland, which uh, I'm tired. I need a vacation from the vacation. Super fun. Um, but I also got to meet our drummer, Sydney, for the first time. And he's been with us for about a year? More yeah, than a more year. more than a year. He's yes. been with us over a year. Yep. Just cranking out lessons. And we meet, you know, weekly on, on video calls and did all his interviewing. He's mm-hmm. in, he started in Nashville and then he had, he, now he's in LA. And, uh, and so it was super cool to get to meet him. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. He's taller than I thought. That was right, right off the bat. I was like, how oh, much taller? Wow. <laughs> like, you know, like I thought we were about the same height and I was definitely kind of looking up. He's, I mean, he's a good six something. Oh, wow. Maybe. I would not have expected that. Maybe. I might be, it might be that I'm just <laughs> kind of short, but, um, yeah, super cool to meet him, and we got to just like rip out on on Thai food for a, for a night and amazing scream at each other. Uh, we went to Night Market, which I don't know if you're familiar with that place, but it's a it's a Thai food joint. I love the cookbook. I've been cooking out of the cookbook forever. And Jason's it, a foodie for those that don't know. When I can be, when yes. I've got the time, it's yeah. starting to get less though because I found that it's way less work to have people over and just like sit around the campfire and hang it's out true. rather than. But you can still be a meal. foodie on your own. Yeah, my wife can't like eat anything anymore. I love to, I love food and I can't cook anything <laughs> anymore. But uh, but I love I love Thai food, and so getting to go to night market was super cool. Amazing. And, uh, I pretty much lost my voice screaming at across across the table to Sydney, but and probably on roller coasters. Yeah, he's well. I'm not really a screamer. I'm more of a more of a smiler. So I'm, I'm having a good time. You on have the to roller just release your voice. I'm not a, I'm not scared. I'm just having a great time. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I, I have this, I realize this too, and it makes me nervous when I'm mountain biking, is that when I'm having fun on something like that, I'm sm- like, it's just a big grin Huge on my face. Smile. Like, I'm just like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to lose my teeth. <laughs> like I am going to go over the bars and just wreck myself. But, uh, but anyway, uh, it was a great time. It was a great time to meet Sydney. He's just as cool as I thought, if not cooler. Amazing. And, uh, and he even wore a shirt that he wears in the video. So I was like, it really is like you. you know? <laughs> it really is you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was super, super cool to meet him. And uh, we've got some cool things in the works coming up. So Yeah. And if you want to check out the lessons that Sydney teaches on Worship Artistry and that Jason teaches, you can go over to worshipartistry.com and check them out. And maybe you can, if you're like Steven and you're starting from scratch, there's hope for you. Like you can learn, start from scratch. I'm actually learning how to play guitar from scratch from Jason's lessons on worship <laughs> artistry as well. So she's gonna be so sick of me by the time. <laughs> uh, I might be already. <laughs> One e and uh, but two check e it out. E. Oh my goodness, strumming is so hard. I have to say, I might just stick to piano. No, I'm gonna stick it through. I can do it. I can do it. I can be like Steven and I'll own more guitars than Jason. Yeah. Um, but yes, we'll see you next time. See you next time.